and welcome to the Wonderlust Life Podcast. My name is Sarah Jade and each episode I will be interviewing one of your favourite travelling tribes. They will share their story on why they decided to travel, how they travel and offer so many valuable tips and advice and showcase what is truly possible when living life on the road. My hope is that this podcast will help take out the overwhelm and the guesswork when you are preparing to travel Australia, whether that be your short trip, your big lap or your full-time life on the road. You will discover absolutely everything you need to know about travelling Australia and living the Wonderlust life. On this episode, I chat to Shane from The Wonderlust with Little Ones. Five months ago, Shane and his wife, Cassie, quit their jobs, sold their house and hit the road with their two kids, Marley, who is four, and Byron, who is two and a half. Shane shares so much value over the next 40 minutes and make sure you stick around until the end as he reads something that he personally wrote from the heart with a very special message. Are you looking for your next adventure or simply want to unplug and get away from it all? The girls from Van Adventures on the Gold Coast have you covered with their new super luxe micro camper, Koa. Avid travellers themselves, Melissa and Anastasia, understand life on the road and have designed a camper that gives you all the luxuries you need, such as a comfy oversized bed, smart TV, whisper quiet fans and more. What really sets the van apart is the extremely clever use of space with two sitting areas, a rooftop deck, and even an outdoor shower to rinse off at the beach. Find us on Camplify and mention the Wonderlust Live podcast for a 10% discount. Van Adventures, transport yourself. How are you? Where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm, I'm in Early Beach and I'm parked uh, opposite the Fat Frog Cafe overlooking Pioneer Bay. Anyone that's been here uh, to Early Beach, uh, particularly with kids, would probably know it well. Yep. There's, um, there's there's a full park that goes around the bay. You've got playgrounds at either end of the bay. Uh, you've got a cafe for coffee uh, for those mums and dads that are a bit sleep deprived or need a bit of energy to get them through the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough spot. Tough spot. Amazing. So I, think, I think that's where I am to this whole call. Beautiful. I think, um, yes, most people are either stopped uh, up in North Queensland around that area or probably over in WA at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely quite popular up here at the moment. Uh, definitely that time of year. Yeah. Uh, everybody chasing chasing the um, the warmer months. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm also finding that you've got um, you've got the stragglers of the lappers mm. uh, still in Queensland, but you've also at the moment you've got the front runners of um, of the lappers going anti clockwise uh, are also coming into to Queensland at the moment. Awesome. So, so it's everyone's uh, it's, there. Everyone's it's getting busy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting it's getting very busy. Oh, um, awesome. you know, throw in, throw in some COVID restrictions in uh, some of the other cities, and uh, yeah, North Queensland is definitely one of the places to be. Hundred percent. Well, Shane, let's hear about you and hear about who you are. And I mean, I must say, Wonderlust with the little ones. Uh, I'm very um, yes, loving the name. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Well, I think the name gives it away, doesn't it? You can you can kind of tell what we're about and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, share with know, us who you guys are and, and your story. Why are you traveling and, and what's your driving force? And I know you've got two little ones and your partner, so I'd love to hear, hear yeah. everything. Yeah, so um, Cass and I did uh, a fair bit of travel uh, before the kids. Uh, we, we did quite a big trip uh, in 2015 
Um, I'd done some travel before we met and she had done the same, but, but when we came together, we, we decided that we wanted to do um, quite a big trip. We took a year off mm-hmm. uh, we, and we kind of, um, we left our jobs and uh, sold everything on Gumtree. Uh, we had a house at the time, so we just rented that out and, uh, and we took off and, and we did about four or five months through Asia uh, and then the same through, through Europe. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, what we got out of that trip was, um, you know, memories and life experience that was just uh, unbelievable and that it, it'll never get taken away from us. Mm. And uh, and it also changes you as a person when you travel, you know. It, it really changes the perspective. It changes how open you are and um, how versatile you are, um, how well you're able to deal with uh, just, you know, new situations and being out of your comfort zone and, and finding a way through it. Um, and, you know, that, that was quite valuable to us. Uh, we definitely we grew in in those ways when we travelled, and then we decided that once we have kids, we want to do the same for them. But we don't want to just encourage them to travel once they're once they're old enough to do it on their own. Mm. We want to do it with them. So yeah, hundred percent. Can... Here we are, a few years later, yeah. and we've got a couple of kids, and we've done the exact same thing. We quit our jobs. Uh, we sold that house. Uh, we sold almost everything we own. We kept some necessities uh, in storage. And, um, you know, we, we set ourselves up with a car and a van and we hit the road with the kids. Yeah, awesome. And I can definitely resonate with you. I also did uh, a lot of overseas travel, you know, after I'd left school. Um, and then, yeah, when we had the kids, it was like, all right, let's go. There's nothing stopping us. There's nothing, you know, holding yeah. us back. Uh, we we're in Victoria at the time. Uh, nothing holding us here. Let's go. Let's go and explore the country. Because I think, you know, yeah. uh, um, you can, well, <laughs> not so much now, but you can go over and, and explore other countries and, yeah, get that. That, get that experience, but um, we have absolutely everything everything here in our own country, don't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when, when it comes to when it comes to scenery, we, we really do uh, have it all. Obviously, there's plenty of places around the world which which um, really have some amazing places. Mm. But you know, there's, um, there's a lot of destinations in Australia that that would uh, would challenge those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yesterday. Yesterday, uh, we, we took the kids out to Whitehaven Beach. Um, you know, you're not going to get many better beaches than Whitehaven Beach. We were literally just there yesterday. Yeah. Cracking condition, uh, middle of winter, and it's, you know, mid-20s, yeah. blue sky. And, um, yeah, what, what an experience. Absolute perfection. It's such a yeah. gorgeous spot, isn't it? So how long have you guys been travelling for now? So we, we left. Um, Sydney, um, just before Easter. Okay. Uh, so it's it's probably pushing about five months now. Um, we we head south originally. Uh, we went into Victoria. Mm. My uh, my uh, my partner Cass, her family is all uh, in Victoria. She's from Victoria, uh, and because of the year that we had with COVID, um, we hadn't seen anyone for for quite some time, maybe about a year. Uh, and our kids, our kids have cousins down there as well as, um, you know, obviously we, we enjoy catching up with the family down there also. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes sense for us to start our lap, uh, heading south. And we'd originally intended on, on going south, uh, and kind of continuing, uh, the lap mm-hmm. clockwise or at least clockwise up until South Australia and then maybe up through the middle. But, um, yeah, when, when we, uh, when we got down to Victoria, 
Um, we enjoyed a lot of the Gippsland region, uh, and then we met up with family, and we had an absolute cracking Easter. Uh, we spent maybe three or four days uh, on Phillip Island, yeah. and that was amazing. Definitely recommend that. That's, one, that's been one of our favorite spots so far. Um, but then straight after Easter, it was, it was getting really cold. It was like someone flipped the switch. Yeah. And it went from summer to winter very quickly. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of Victorians uh, on this trip, and they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And anyone that's been to Victoria uh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know the same thing. And so we just decided um, that we wanted to head up north and just chase the sun. Instead of going across the bottom for any longer, we were going to do a U-turn and come back up. Yeah, what a great that's, idea. That's kind of what we've done. Yeah, that's what we've done. And, and we're, um, you know, we're, we're nearing to the top now. And we're definitely feeling the benefit of the warmth. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. So how long are you planning on staying in Early Beach for? Um, so our stay in Early Beach uh, has become a bit of a holiday within our holiday. Uh, so because we're traveling full time, we definitely try to keep everything fairly cheap, which means our, our camping is, is quite low cost. Uh, we do, we, we do look for a lot of free camp. And if we're not free camping, we've been trying to get into national park camp. Uh, and yeah, obviously every now and then you do have to get into, uh, a slightly more expensive commercial park, like a, a big four or an, or an NR, NRMA park. Mm. And, um, we had heard a lot about, um, the big four adventure at Early Beach and a lot of recommendations but also people suggesting that you have to book quite in advance, get in early and um, secure that spot. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're here for um, eight days. Uh, we've been here two or three already and uh, just enjoying, um, you know, just being in a caravan park. Kids, kids have got playgrounds and pools and uh, plenty of other kids to run around with. And so they're enjoying that while they're while we're taking the time to just regroup and get ready for the next run a little bit further up, going back into more of um, you know bush and national park camping. Yeah, and I find that's that's quite um, often the case. Um, a lot of families try and do the free camping and the the off grid stuff, and then yeah, regrouping in a in a caravan park with all the the extras, all your water slides yeah. and um, laundries and and all those things, just to to get back on track and do some washing and have some yeah. mum and dad time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned you do prefer to do free camping. So what what are you traveling in? How, how are you guys all set up to do that? Yeah, so um, so we have a, a Franklin Razor caravan. So it's a 22-foot van. Uh, it's about 27-foot total once you include the A-frame. Yep. Uh, it's three bunks, en suite. Um, you know, that, that once you look at vans at around about that size, they all start to look pretty similar. The, the specs are very similar. Mm. Um, so that's what we're towing. And um, we're towing with a, a Ford Ranger, um, so you know dual cab Ute. So there's, there's, it's a pretty common setup that you see on the road: dual cab Ute, um, you know, twenty-ish foot van, two or three bunks, and uh, there's your family. So you know, we're we're no different. We're one of those, and it's it's really doing the job for us. Well, you could easily be doing the trip uh, with less. Uh, we've seen plenty of families that are that are out doing some extensive trips. You know, we just a tent or a rooftop tent. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's so many different ways that you could be doing it, but we just figured because we're planning to do this long term, 
Um, you know, and we're, we're probably giving ourselves at least a year, maybe two. Um, we just wanted to have a few more comfort and have a place that really felt like home. Um, and also we can detach from whenever we want to do day trips quite easily. So yeah. we can leave the van behind, uh, have it locked up, make sure she's secure, but be able to go spend the day elsewhere and then return home wherever that home may be. Yeah, that's right. It's your home on wheels, isn't it? So it's got to be comfy and, and have everything you need because, as you said, it is long-term and you're you're looking at 12 to, you know, two years. So it's got yeah. to be something yeah. that's... And, and that's... And that's at least, like, I mean, we yeah. we are open to travelling for longer than that. If we can keep the ball rolling, mm. um, we're going to do it. We're, you know, five months in, we're absolutely loving the lifestyle um, it's not sustainable the, the way we're going at the moment. We obviously need to figure out a way to bring in income or at least subsidize mm. some of our travel um, mm. so that we can keep doing this for longer. Uh, but we're enjoying it so much that, that that is definitely the aim. That is the target is that we want to try and find a way to travel a little bit longer. Um, our daughter, which is our oldest, she's, she's currently four. She just turned four uh, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so she is getting to that school age, but they are still, you know, she's still quite young and it's very early school, which I imagine will be not too difficult to homeschool if we were doing that on the road. Uh, I guess that once you have kids that are into later primary school years or even um, high school years, obviously that would be a lot tougher to be homeschooling. People aren't doing it and, and doing it quite successfully, I see. Yeah. But for us, um, you know, we're only looking at the first, two or three years of schooling and potentially doing it ourselves so that we can continue traveling around and, um, you know, making a lifestyle with the kids while they're young and enjoying them, um, just seeing the country. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's definitely plenty of options when it comes to uh, educating the kids on the road. I've just done five episodes on each type of platform. You know, there's Distance Ed Victoria, there's NEPSO, there's homeschooling, there's School of the Air. Like there's so yep. many options. So I've seen that you've, uh, you've posted a few things and I've, I've definitely earmarked those for when we need them. I'll, I'll be looking for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you've got plenty of time. Like as you said, Marley's just turned four and um, yeah, that's something that you can go back and listen to and, and see what's going to work for you the best um, and what, yeah, yeah, what's going to work for you and your family. So you did mention um, that it is long-term and two years is minimum. You've sold your house. So are you basically funding your trip from, from the, the savings of the home or how, how are you funding your trip? Yeah, currently, currently we are using um, some of the money that we, uh, we got from selling the house. Yep. Uh, also, also, just before I left, uh, I, was in, I was with a company that uh, offered some volunteer redundancy and uh, so I was in a position to be able to put my hand up and take a redundancy, which definitely um, added a considerable amount to, um, to the bank account. Mm-hmm. And we were able to put that aside as well as um, any other money that we had left from selling the house to have a, a house deposit to return to. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, we're, yeah, we're just funding, funding the trip with, with money that we've gotten from selling the house. Yeah, okay. And what were you doing mm. previously? What sort of work were you was yourself and and Cassie in? Yeah, I was in I was in warehousing and logistics. Uh I was with a um quite a large national grocery chain and um yeah, it was just just your, your typical warehousing and logistics job, you know, it's uh it's picking and packing yeah. uh to send groceries to store. Um you know, nothing nothing amazing, but it was 
something that was uh, paying the bills and it was it was getting us you know through uh, our weeks and and giving us a, a pretty good living. Um, so it's just you know it hasn't been something that I've at the moment been able to take those skills uh, on the road and be able to utilize those to to create an income while we're moving around. Mm. Um, so we're hoping to uh, slowly build a brand and transition to having an online business so that we are versatile uh, mm. and we, we we have kind of a decentralized income. Yeah. Well. Uh, so that's, I, I suppose, where Wanderlust with Little One yeah. comes in. It's, it's, it's not just uh, the name of our uh, social media. Um, it is also uh, the name of a brand that we're, that we're slowly building. Uh, and the first, the first kind of six months of our trip, uh, we have just spent that time just sharing our trip uh, and sharing sharing our journey and the places that we go to. Uh, but long term, we definitely want to start uh, moving in a direction where we are uh, inspiring, but also empowering other people to do what we're doing uh, through travel blogs uh, and through uh, some other some other means like some basic products and travel, uh, family travel products um, and hopefully we can then start to use that to, to subsidise or, or completely pay for our, our travel. Good on you for, yeah, making that lifestyle change in, in the first place, you know, taking that step and getting out of your comfort zone and going, right, this is it, we're doing this, <laughs> we're, we're leaving yeah. the jobs, we're selling our house and we're hitting the road with no end date in sight and having all these amazing goals and, and your vision is so inspiring. Um, so, yeah, yeah I do. I, I honestly take my hat off to you because I guess there are a lot of people out there who think, yeah, one day, you know, we might be able to do that or, you know, but, you know, there is never the right time and no, that's right. just got to take yeah, that well, first Yeah, well, we were those people. We were those people. Yeah. We always said one day, you know, like um, before we had kids, we said, oh, you know, one day when we have kids, it would be really cool to do that kind of trip. And then the kids come along and it's, you know, one day, you know, when it's the right time, yep. we'll, you know, all the stars will align and, and it'll happen and, and we'll get out there and we'll, and we'll do that trip. Yeah. Uh, but at some point you do have to just pull the trigger yeah. and, and make it happen. Yes. And it's ideal if you have all of your ducks in a row, uh, but that doesn't, that's, that's not a reality. You know, it's, it would be great for us to have uh, an income already and just go, all right, we can just take our income on the road because we have an income, you know, an income stream from one way or another. Mm. Uh, you know, that would be ideal. And if you already have that, well then, and you're, and you're also thinking about doing this type of trip, well, you're halfway there already. Yeah. Um, the, the hardest part for us really was just making the decision. Yeah. Once the decision was made and we knew that, all right, this is what we're doing. We're committing to it. That was it. The decision was made. And then all, all the steps that you need, that we needed to take in order to get ourselves on the road full time, um, with no fixed address. Um, no goal, no end date. Um, that just kind of all started to to happen. Mm. You know, each step led into the next step, and mm. before you know it, we're five months on the road in Airly Beach, chilling out uh, on um, you know the most one of the most amazing beaches in the world. I love that. I'm sitting here. If you could only see me right now, I'm sitting here with the biggest smile on my face going, yes. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's making that decision. And then once you've committed yep. to it, everything starts falling into place and it just happens the way it's meant to happen. And yeah, as you said, yeah. now you yeah, guys... Yeah, somewhat. But look, yeah. 
we're not we're not naive. Like we do understand that um, our ultimate goal may not come to fruition. Mm. Um, we're going to do everything to make it uh, happen, but at the same time, um, yeah, we also understand that we're we are likely to go backwards financially, um, having spending spending a lot of money to do this trip. But we've also felt like uh, you can always find a way to make more money. You know, money you can make again. Uh, you can come into money. You can knuckle down and, and really earn money and save. But time, mm. time is more precious. You will never get time back. And for us, that time with our kids in these, in these golden years while they're toddlers, and they're absolute sponges and they had, you know, they enjoy hanging out with us. And, um, as a father, being able to see them grow and learn and, and, you know, discover new things every day instead of being stuck at a job and getting photos and videos of, of first words and first steps mm. um, and, and milestone, milestone moments that, yeah. um, you know, not just the fathers, a lot of mothers also miss that. Um, you know, that was just something that for me, it almost doesn't matter how far backwards we go financially. Mm. This is one of the, one of the most important stages of my life and I don't want to miss it. And yeah. if I'm not going to miss it, Let's let you know go out and and travel yeah. and see the country while we're also getting to spend time with our kids. Yeah, that's right. You just don't get that time back, do you? Um, that was no, actually right. that was actually going to be one of my next questions. Was um, Marley and Byron? So Marley's four. How old's Byron? He's two and a half. Two and a half. And you know yeah. what? Are, what are the, some of the things that you've noticed since you know spending every single day together for the last five months? Like, what are some of the things you've noticed with the kids um, living that lifestyle? Well, I've definitely seen um, I've seen a lot of growth um, and and maturity in terms of um, I guess how they how they approach and speak to other people. Mm. Um, you know, you might say like a um, you know. A social confidence or, or they're becoming much more socially competent uh, because we're in an environment where we are um, we're mingling with uh, new people all the time they're constantly meeting people in caravan parks and um, out and about uh, so that's that's been fantastic but in terms of um, us directly um, I, I mean we, we've always been quite close I was working hours uh, at my previous job where um I was still getting to see the kids. Like I, I was doing uh, some shift work, so I was still getting to see the kids a fair bit. So in terms of our relationship strengthening, I guess they have somewhat, um, but not not a crazy amount. Um, maybe I've seen their relationship strengthen, but I don't know if I can attribute that to the travel or that's just them growing up close in age. They're only 16 months apart, so their maturity is, is quite close. Yeah. Um, they're you know, fairly on the same page. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, we are we are definitely um, a quite a quite a tight unit because we are together. I had noticed a little bit of separation anxiety, which which I hadn't seen before. Uh, we spent because we're spending so much time together. When I do leave now, I think it's more impactful than when I used to leave to go to work because then, oh yeah, Dad's gone again, and he'll be back in a few hours. Where if I leave now, like for example. Right now, I've uh, I've left the caravan park with the family back there to just enjoy their day. I wanted to get out, but no distractions, and find somewhere with you know with good good service. And yeah. by chance, I also found a really nice view. 
but by uh, by me leaving now, it's, it's yeah, it has a bit more of an impact. They ask more questions like, "Where are you going? Why can't I come?" Because they've now become so accustomed to to me being around all the time. <laughs> yeah, Dad, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, definitely. I bet you it is going to be. I mean, it's, it's a nice thing though. It's it's, yeah. it's it's obviously as as a dad, you know, you feel to feel loved and wanted and needed so much that they get upset when you leave. That's that's a really nice thing. It can be. Uh, tough to navigate sometimes when you know you kind of just want to get things done mm. um but yeah at the, at the same time it is really nice to yeah well I bet this is going to be one of the best times of their lives and and they're, they're young but honestly I'm sure yeah. they'll remember it when they grow up and and remember that time that mum and dad took us around Australia in the caravan that'll be yeah. something that comes yeah. up forever um <laughs> Don't so, worry, we're taking so many photos that they will yeah. have they will have no chance of forgetting. Of forgetting, yeah, that's right. They can always look back on the photos. So you mentioned before yeah. you've got the car and the caravan, so it's great to be able to detach and, and go off and explore. What's been some of the highlights so far um, over the last five months that you've been able to, to get in the car and go and visit? There is a day trip that we did very recently. Mm. Um, we were coming up through, uh, coming up through Queensland um, we stayed, we camped in the Byfield National Park. Uh, so it's kind of north of Rockhampton and Yapoon. So it's kind of like in between north, uh, Rockhampton and Yapoon, but a little bit further north, maybe like another 50 k north. Mm. And um, a really great, really great camp. We stayed at uh, Red Rock National Park Camp, so if anyone in that area or they're considering going through that area, highly recommend it. Really good for kids, nice and easy. And we took uh, quite a big rig in there, fairly easy. Yeah. Um, but we detached and we did a four-wheel drive track through the national park and it was it was fantastic. We're like, we, we are actually quite newbies when it comes to four-wheel driving. We have uh, all the gear and no idea, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you got to <laughs> start have, somewhere. We have a pretty big <laughs> – yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we've got – We've got a car that's well equipped. Um, to say to say no idea is, is probably um, you know underselling it yeah. a little bit, but we, we we haven't really spent a lot of time four-wheel driving. So we just thought that um, that this, this four-wheel drive track looks so good, and we'd heard a lot of people talking about it, and we wanted to just go and give it a go. And uh, so we did that. We went out and we followed the track through the national park, which which took us all the way through uh, to the coast and it, it was fantastic. It's one of the, the best day trips uh, that we've had, probably even one of the best days that we've had in the, in the whole five months, um, partly because of the scenery, partly because of the, uh, the adventure and being pushed outside our comfort zone and, you know, just all of those things came together and it was, it was an amazing day. And it's an example of something that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had chosen a different setup where maybe you kind of confined to your camp a little more, like yeah. maybe like an RV or a van that's not really uh, four-wheel drive accessible. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah. And so, and you-, so you know, since, since that day, we, we definitely uh, are going to be looking for more four-wheel drive tracks uh, in our travels, and I can see us definitely moving in that direction where being – uh, a little bit more four-wheel drive heavy in terms of the style of, of travel that we're doing. Mm. And you said you are set up for four-wheel driving. So what sort of gear and, and things have you done to the car to be able to tackle some of those um, tracks? Yeah, so the um, the car itself 
stock standard is already pretty good. So I've got a Ford Ranger XLT, and it's got the it's got plenty of accessibility. It's got like um, it's got a diff lock. Uh, it's four wheel drive. Obviously, that's the main thing. You need four wheel drive. Yeah. Um, so as long as you can throw it into four wheel drive, you're halfway there. It's also raised. It's got a it's got a four inch lift on it. Uh, so clearance is your next thing. Mm-hmm. So as long as you've got uh, plenty of clearance. Uh, you, you, you're going to get yourself plenty of places. And then the next thing is just being able to drop your tyres uh, accordingly. Like that, that particular trip that we did, we um, we hit quite a big sandy hill. I think they call it the big sand or the big sandy. Uh, it's pretty well known and I think it gets a few people unstuck. And it got us to mm. – we, we dropped our tyre pressure to, to 20 pounds and um, I still got a little bit stuck heading up the hill. So I had to jump out. And drop the tire pressure down to 13. And um, while I was doing that, of course, as we're going up the hill, there was nobody around. And, and as soon as we get stuck, there's traffic behind us. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're stuck on we're stuck on the big sand. And uh, I get out to let the tires down, and another four wheel drive pulls up behind me, and then a four wheel drive pulls up behind him, and then another one behind him. And then you start to get <laughs> so, anxious because you know, you're like, "Shit, I got to get yeah, myself out of here." <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I just, I don't know, I don't stress out too much. I yeah. just, I walked up to the person behind me and just said, "Hey, mate, just let me know. I've just gotten stuck. I'm just going to drop the tires yeah. a little bit more, and and I'm sure she'll get up the hill, no problem." Yeah. And it was actually him that said, "Yeah, I've dropped mine to 13." Uh, and I, I'd obviously told him that mine are on 20. So as soon as he said 13, I said, all right, well, I'll drop mine to where yours are. Mm. And uh, I did that and, and got up the hill. Yeah, awesome. And I um, love that about you know, everyone on the road. They're all out there to help each other and offer advice. And even if you got yeah. stuck, I mean, everyone behind you would probably all pitch in and try and help you get out anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's definitely like that. Uh, yeah. every, everybody's willing to help out. No one's no one's that stressful. <sighs> I mean, you know, just like in life, you're gonna you're gonna come across the occasional idiot, but mm. you you really you, they're really hard to come by. Mm. You have to go looking for them to find them. Most people are more than willing to to give you advice, even jump in and help you out if you need it. Um, turns out that situation we didn't really need it. We just dropped the tires and, and away we went. So good. So, what other yeah. things have you learned along the way so far? Any any sort of tips and advice you could give somebody that is currently preparing to travel? Um, is there anything that you could offer them? Any advice? Just start. Just like it's easy for it's easy to overthink, overanalyze, overprepare, and we probably did a little bit of that. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a researcher. I'm I'm happy to just be um, just be on the road and winging it. But at the same time, if I'm getting into a new space, uh, I want to be fairly educated. So before we left, I was doing a lot of research um, and probably more than I needed to do. I think ideally, if if you're if you are a family and you haven't done any um, any camping, any four wheel driving. You just just pick um, pick a campground that's closest to your home and just do a one nighter. Mm. Like just just get out there, take your kids, just get the basic equipment. Um, you know, just go in a couple of tents. Obviously, pick some some warmer months of the year um, and start to build your setup based on what you feel you need when you're doing that. You know, if you just if you just start, as long as you've got food, water, uh, fuel, and of course shelter. And if you're in cooler months, you know, make sure make sure you're warm and the kids are warm. 
But once you've got those basics, everything else you don't really need. Uh, they will help. They will make your your camp a little bit more enjoyable. But you don't need them. You'll get through the night without them and you'll go home and you'll write a list of, yeah, actually, it would have been good to have this, 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 and this. Mm. Um, so if you just get started, I think that's that's probably the main thing. And we probably could have started a little bit earlier. We We probably were preparing a little bit more than we needed to. Um, and I find that most campgrounds and, and national parks uh, are really nice. Like they're far more maintained and, and family-friendly than what we'd expected. We'd, we'd essentially done zero camping and we decided to do a lap. So we, we were as green as they come. We had, we had no idea. We'd done plenty of travel before. We were backpackers and we, we trekked through Asia and, and, and Europe and we were familiar with just kind of figuring things out as you go. But in terms of camping, um, yeah, we knew nothing, mm. but we just, yeah, we just decided, yep, yeah, this is what we want to do. So we're going to start. Um, and yeah, like I said, we still over prepared. So that's probably the biggest tip. Just get started. Just, just book something, even a caravan park. Just go into the caravan park, stay one night, get a feel for, for that. And then the next camp that you do, stay two nights and, you know, drop into one of your camping stores and buy a couple of those comfort items, which would have helped your last camp. Yeah. Uh, and then slowly, you know, you'll, you'll build yourself up. Yeah. And then yeah. the other thing that is probably, the other thing that we have discovered on the road is that we always thought that caravan parks with pools and splash parks and um, all the playground playground amenities, um, we thought they were going to be the the bee's knees when it comes to traveling with kids because it just it just makes sense, right? Like the kids yeah. love all that stuff. So yeah. if we go to a place that has all that, that's going to be quite an easy stay, uh, and then the campgrounds would be a little bit harder. But it's actually the other way around. We found we found that when we stay in um, a campground or like a national park camp or a, just a big open camp, uh, like a bush camp, mm. that is far more relaxing for us and, and less stressful. Yeah. And I think I think it comes down to being able to see where your kids are because uh, our, our kids are quite little. We have we have toddlers. Um, if you if you have older kids and you're in a caravan park, it's probably easy to just let them jump on their bike and you know, I'll see you when you're hungry. Yeah, that's right. But but for us. Uh, we we still have to keep an eye on our kids. They're still quite young. Um, we don't want them getting into any trouble. And you know, you don't like to think of the worst case scenario. But you, as as a parent, you you kind of have to you have to be prepared for that. So in um, in a in a camp in a campground where there's plenty of open space, it gives you the ability to be able to let your kids run around, and you can still see them from your caravan, or you know, you can be sat out the front of your van. And you've got visibility to you. Yeah. And so I, think, I would recommend going on. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and I think with that as well, it just lets them use their imagination as well because you know, the with the um playgrounds and the splash parks and the water slides and the swimming pools, that's all great. But yeah, when they're when they've got a big open wide space, um, with plenty of trees and sticks and rocks and, and nature, um, they yep. they really do get to use their imagination. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and we have definitely seen that in the kids uh, while we've been on this trip, they've gotten much more comfortable in nature. Actually my, my last post on Instagram and Facebook yesterday was about that exactly. You know, the kids are, uh, are on the beach catching crab 
uh, and they're often running around uh, the bush and they're picking up sticks and they're finding games to play or they're, they're, they're discovering a new animal or a new insect. Uh, and, it, and it's it's really nice to just see them kind of connecting with nature a little bit more and not needing to um, be entertained, you know, and have something thrust in front of them that makes it very easy hundred percent. Mm. Such good advice. Um, I've absolutely loved chatting to you, Shane. You've got an amazing mindset and an open mind. And yeah, I can just see that this journey for you is going to be, yeah, a forever journey. It's not a, a quick lap around yeah. Australia. It's, it's a long-term forever journey for you guys. And yeah, with your mindset and open mind, I know that your goals and your vision will certainly um, come true. I can just see it, and I'm really looking forward to following along for the rest of rest of the ride. And um, thank yeah. you, thank you very much. I really appreciate your energy. But listen, before yeah, before we wrap this up, yeah, uh, yeah. I actually have uh, I've, I've written a poem. Okay, uh, and I'd, I'd love to share it at, at the risk of hijacking your podcast. <laughs> Go um, for it. So this, this the, the poem goes for a few minutes, and it is targeted um, towards family travel so I think it's, it's quite appropriate to share it on your platform yeah, if you I'd, it would allow me. I'd love to hear it. Go for it. This poem goes out to the young parents and the expecting. To the ones with the travel bug with an itch they're neglecting. To the ones that travel cities all over the globe, be it Pantikis or Top Deck or did it all on your own. You see, once upon a time a steady measure ago before the wiping of bums and the stepping on Lego, you had that wanderlust spirit, a roaring flame, not an ember. You'd move mountains on earth to travel Jen to December. But those days have slipped away. You're now a husband or a wife. Your kids are now priority. Those travel days, another life. But allow me, if you will, to dig a little more with purpose. Let's see if we can bring that wanderlusting to the surface. Remember your first greeting with the family's motherland, where heritage and culture was the warm extended hand. It was a place you'd never been before, but where your heritage was strong. You felt that instant deep connection, like it's somewhere you belong. Remember too that destination, the one a little more unknown, that took you well out off the beaten track, far beyond your comfort zone. You pushed aside your fear and doubt. You chose to jump without a flicker. The reward was an experience that you still carry in your ticker. And what about the people, the ones you met along the way, the super friendly and the helpful, the ones that bloody made your day? See, something happens when you travel. It really is a special vibe. It's as though each positive interaction becomes a plus one to your tribe. Even places you're not meant to go, where mainstream media spruits the dangers, you get there and you're blown away by the empathy of strangers. You've shared footsteps with immortals from millennia before. You shook your head in disbelief as you read Monuments of War. It's crazy just how much you find yourself connecting to the past, standing in the place of history versus sitting in a class. Now, if you had no spontaneity in the face of new cuisine, well, I guess you'd be oblivious to the thrill that might have been. But that wasn't you. You never let those moments slip away. And I bet you found a meal that is still a favourite today. And how cool a thing is memory when it serves your body well to feel the flooding of nostalgia with just the trigger of a smell. 
bestowed upon you were some landscapes that left you nothing but astonished. You'd seen photos of this place before. They were filtered and they were polished. But there's nothing quite like being there. That should always be the goal because you could like that place on Instagram or you could feel it with your soul. If any of this speaks to you, any verses that I've read, a little flutter in your chest, maybe a tingle in your head. Well, then here's my diagnosis. That's the wanderlust. It is in you. And let me tell you, it's hereditary. Your kids will have it too. So just embrace it. Pull the anchor. Have the confidence to drift. Knowing how it builds their character. Knowing travel is a gift. So get out there. Get amongst it. Do it all and take the kids. It will only fill that organ sitting underneath your ribs. And if you're after inspiration, you, your daughters, and your sons, feel free to follow our journey. We are Wanderlust with Little One. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. That just – I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that was so special. Thank you so much for sharing that. Are you a writer? Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well – it's, it's a bit of a goal. I, I, I would like to be doing more writing. I would just need to find uh, a bit of time on the road to, to you know, wow. to, to put more more energy and effort into it. But, uh, but yeah, I've definitely dabbled a little bit over the years. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Did you write that throughout the last five months or is that something you sort of sat down no, one day you know and it just came to you? I actually, I actually wrote it um, before we left. Yeah. Uh, and the idea was... was you know, when I was writing it, I, I felt like I was writing it to inspire people to travel with their kids because mm. I could, you know, I, I understand the benefits of travel mm. and also I, I understand the benefits of travel to kids and, and how, you know, we want our kids to grow up and to be open mm. and to be accepting and to be, um, you know, to be, to be social and to be, under the, you know, understanding of other people and more empathetic. Um, but I also realized while I was writing it that I think I was just assuring myself um, that, that what we're doing with this trip is, is the right thing. Mm. Um, so this yeah. is actually the first time I've shared it. I, I've been planning to share it uh, on, uh, on my social media, which I will be doing soon. Um, I actually was going to record myself uh, saying the poem, um, reciting the poem yesterday on, um, on Whitehaven but I, we just didn't get around to it. We were kind of uh, a little bit scrapped at the time. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you, you're, the, you're the first person uh, outside of my partner to hear it. Uh, it will. I'll be, I'll be using it again uh, on our social media, but uh, in the meantime, I hope one of your listeners has listened to it and it's maybe inspired them to get out there and go travel, spend more time with your kids and let them grow out in the real world, get away from the screens, and get away from the safety of, of, of normality mm. and just, yeah, get out there, get amongst it. What a beautiful message. Thank you so much. I feel so grateful that you've shared it with me today and, <laughs> and, and everyone who listens to this episode. I will be sure to get this one out as soon as possible. Um, but, yeah, thanks. Fantastic. Thank you so much again, Shane, and I wish you all the best for the rest of your travels. I'd love to catch up with yeah, you again you. Um, somewhere. Yeah, definitely. If, we, if, we're, if we're crossing paths, uh, yeah, let us know. Yeah. We'll, definitely, we'll definitely catch up. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, awesome. in the meantime, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, yeah, enjoying the podcast. Um, you know, what a great idea. I I'd, I'd had actually talked about doing a podcast myself. So uh, as soon as I saw that you uh, had announced that you were doing one, that was why I was very 
very quick to reach out and say, yeah, I got my hand up. You want to talk to someone, I'll have a chat. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day up in Airlie Beach and, um, yeah, I look forward to following following along the rest of your journey. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I hope you were able to take away some amazing tips and advice and feel inspired by our wonderful guests. And it would mean the world to me if you could share this podcast with any fellow travellers or families that may be interested. And if you feel like leaving a review, I would absolutely appreciate that too. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so that you can stay in the loop of upcoming episodes. Lastly, make sure you download each episode and save to your chosen podcast platform so that you can listen at any time. Even if you do drop out of service in the outback or if you are enjoying one of the many remote locations that Australia has to offer. This podcast was brought to you by My Life Health Happiness, helping you create a life with more freedom and choice and becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you.